Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. People say, well, well, Alex, doesn't grace, too much grace, give people a license to sin? Well, no, there's no room for that because in order for you to truly understand grace, you got to understand who you are in Christ <laughs> and, 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 and you got to lay hold of that by faith. And man, there's no desire to sin. You know, uh, it, it, the only reason that somebody would say, uh, you know, grace, I think, gives me a license to sin well, Alex, I, I, you said, God loves me uh, no matter what. Uh, I think I have permission to sin now. Well, friend, if that's your thinking, there's two things going on. You, you either may not be born again, and you just got to go ahead and get born again. Or two, perhaps you just don't understand who you are in Christ. Perhaps you are having a hard time uh, believing your identity in Christ. And so uh, when you understand who you are, man, remember, he reveals himself in your heart and, and he's going to take away those ungodly desires. He's going to give you new desires. He's going to give you his desires for your life. And, and in sin, there's nothing good about sin. You know, sin, the Bible talks about the deceitfulness of sin. Uh, this is one of the uh, enemy's greatest tactics. You know, Satan wants you to think that, you know, somehow the ways of the world are more fun than the ways of God. You know, ooh, let's, you know, do the thing. Let's, 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 let's get wasted and, and all of that. And that's fun. No, friend, that's actually deception. You know, uh, even if it feels good in, in that moment, ultimately, it's going to mess up your life, you see. And so sin messes up your life. Uh, sin, you know, a person who lives in sin and who's born again, uh, the grace and mercy of God is still available to them, but it's going to mess up your life. It messes up relationships. It, it can affect your health. Uh, you know, somebody goes and steals something and gets caught. Well, now you got to deal with the consequences. Consequences are uh, you may go ahead and, and be in prison for a little bit. Now, God is still going to love you. He's going to love you in your prison cell. You can fellowship with him in, in the prison cell. But man, why would you want to do that? You see? And so sin is not good. Sin messes up a person's life. Uh, when you understand who you are in Christ, friend, you'll understand that the greatest joy you will ever have is you fulfilling the calling of God on your life. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Uh, and so, and so uh, he, says, uh, he says in verse 12, the law is not of faith. And so uh, anytime I'm performing trying to get God to do, it's really unbelief. Now somebody says, well, Alex, uh, what if I, you know, I, I'm having a hard time accepting, uh, you know, the promises, you know, maybe you're dealing with a, a health challenge and, and you're experiencing the symptoms in your body and, and you, you have a hard time to just really 
uh, believe God for your healing. Well, that's where you go to the word. You know, faith cometh by hearing and by hearing the word, you hear the word, you expose yourself to the word, you start to meditate the word, you get into the promises, you know, find those promises in, in scripture that talk about your healing, uh, that talk about your deliverance, your provisions, and, and, and get those promises in your heart, you see. And what happens is that ultimately, out of that, there'll come a place of rest. You see, the highest form of faith is to rest. When I truly believe God, there's a rest that comes. There's a peace that comes. Peace is, is security in the midst of turmoil. And so stuff going on around you, but there's a peace. Well, I trust God. I believe God. I believe by his stripes I was healed. Uh, I may not know in the natural how I'm going to pay these bills, but Alex, I believe my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You see, and so this is you by faith laying hold of what grace has already provided. And so now, again, this doesn't mean you don't do anything, but your motivation changes. In other words, whatever action you now take is born out of your faith in Jesus. Amen. And, and, so, and so that action now is born out of your faith in Jesus. It will be inspired by the Holy Spirit. In other words, you know, uh, you, you need provision. Don't know uh, uh, how it's going to come, but you're believing God. All of a sudden, there's a thought that comes, you know, go over here, talk to this person, or, you know, fill out this application for that job. Uh, and there's a peace that comes. When that thought comes, well, that was the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You see, that's God directing your steps now. This is God uh, telling you how to walk into the manifestation of what you're believing Him for. And so remember, works of faith starts with your faith in Jesus, is now uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and then will be motivated by love, not by fear. Amen. So I trust you're catching this. Uh, and so now look at verse 13. Uh, he says this about the law. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And so you've been redeemed from the law. You're not under the law as a born-again believer. The law was to bring you to Christ once you're in Christ. Remember, the Holy Spirit has now taken the place of the law in the life of a believer. And so Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And so the law was not a blessing. The law was a curse. Look at verse 14. This is why he did it, that the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, praise God, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And I want you to notice verse 13, he says, Christ redeemed us from the law, verse 14, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, is now your teacher. The Spirit of grace, the Holy Spirit, has replaced the law of Moses in the life of a believer. Now let's look at this in the New Living Translation, and, and then we'll I'll show you that scripture where it talks about awake to righteousness. Uh, praise God. Uh, the uh, New Living Translation says, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, uh, he says this, he says, so it is clear, watch this guys, it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And so you can't be operating in faith and be trying to keep the law at the same time. You can't be uh, receiving what the grace of God has made available by faith and trying to perform at the same time, you see. They don't go together. And so he says, 
in uh, verse uh, verse 12 he says he says this he says this way of faith is very different guys catch this he says this way of faith is very different from the way of the law which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life you see this this way of faith is very different you can't combine the two you can't mix the two uh, you can't have a little bit of uh, grace and faith and a little bit of uh, performance uh, they don't go together and so he says those are very different and now uh, next verse uh, says this verse 13 says but Christ has rescued us praise God from the curse pronounced by the law notice that the law brought a curse it did not bring a blessing the law just showed us what was wrong the law you know kind of is like a mirror showing you what's wrong but it doesn't do anything to fix it grace and truth on the other hand is now gonna work on the inside of you and he's gonna he's gonna fix what was wrong you know it's when you receive him into your heart he now brings light into those broken places and so he brings healing restoration and wholeness well the law could not do that and so the law uh, was a curse it really just showed us what was wrong and so he says Christ has redeemed us now from the curse pronounced by the law and he says when he was hung on the cross praise God when he was hung on the cross he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing for it is written in the scriptures cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree guys you see it's all about what Jesus has done for us on that cross it all comes back to Jesus you know I shared a few weeks ago the grace of God and truth means you under you never separate grace from the finished works of Jesus in other words the only reason this unmerited favor is available is because of what Jesus has done for you on the cross you see it's all about him it's not like God changed his mind about sin no God is holy amen and, and he's the same yesterday today and forever and so he didn't change his mind about sin he just in his great love made a way for us to be reconciled to him independent of our own performance you see it, it, it's 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 his great love uh, for us when you understand that when you understand that and this is ultimately what's going to create that transformation this is what's going to let him into the heart when you understand that what he did on that cross he did it because he loved you you see on the cross is is where he received us to himself to the point where he took uh, all of our infirmities all of our sins uh, uh, all of those brokenness all of that brokenness he took it upon himself and all of the consequences that came with sin he took it upon himself look this is what he says he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoings for it is written in the scriptures cursed is everyone who's hung on the tree and so friend watch this now when you trust in Jesus when you trust in him working in you his spirit working in you transforming you he gets all of the glory you performing under the law actually takes glory away from the finished works of Jesus because a person operating in unbelief remember the law is not a faith and now in context the faith this is talking about is faith in Jesus and his finished works and so a person operating under the law is is really saying that what Jesus did was not enough it's really saying you know I don't think that that what Jesus did on the cross is enough I still got to do a little bit myself and so performance and self-effort actually 
it actually what it actually does is it places you before Jesus. You see, the law produces self-righteousness, yet grace and truth produces Christ-righteousness. Self-righteousness means you think you're righteous when you act right. Christ-righteousness means you're righteous on a good day, and friend, you're still righteous on a bad day. You're righteous when all goes well, and you're righteous on the day where you lose your temper and cuss out that guy, that person on the 405 freeway. You're still righteous. Righteousness is who you are. It's not what you do. Righteousness is your identity. When you embrace your identity, it will produce the fruit of holiness. Now, holiness is right living. Holiness is you doing things according to God's kingdom. Holiness is you being separated out from the world. The world does things one way. Uh, you do things uh, differently. That's holiness. But righteousness, friend, Christ righteousness is not affected by your performance. It's, it's you putting your faith in what Jesus did for you. That makes you righteous. That's what's going to transform your heart. Look at verse uh, 14. He says, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. And so God made the blessing available to all of the Gentiles. Uh, that's the entire world. Uh, but notice, it's so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. And so the blessing is available to everyone, but the way you get it to work in your life, the way you receive it is by believing. Remember, the law, the Bible said, is not a faith. And so, and so as long as you're performing under the law, you're not believing. You see, to believe means you come to this place of rest. What Jesus did was enough. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep looking to him. I'm going to keep trusting him. <laughs> I'm going to keep relying on him, depending on him. And all the while, he'll keep working on the inside of me, uh, transforming me uh, from the inside out, guys. This is how this new covenant is supposed to work. Everybody say, uh, Jesus is enough. Say out loud, Jesus is enough. Praise God. And so you keep your attention on him. Now, let's uh, get over here and finish off with this for today. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34, uh, because I'm almost out of time already. <laughs> Praise God, but this is huge. I'm going to start this off here, and I'm going to continue with this uh, next time. First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter fifteen thirty four is is really huge. You know, this is a, a very profound statement uh, here of Scripture that that the Apostle Paul is making. When you really understand what he's saying, now this is uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthian church. And guys, how many know that they had some serious issues going on? There was a lot of sin happening in that church. Uh, but Paul makes a statement here in verse 34, which is, which is radical, really. You know, he's talking to these people uh, who are living in sin and, and, and not acting right. And watch what he says in verse 34. Uh, verse uh, 34 says this. He says, Awake to righteousness. Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And so, man, 
I really pray you, you can catch a hold of this now, friend, because what he's saying is to these people who are struggling and, and, and having all this stuff going on, he's, he's, he's now saying in the middle of all of this now, he's saying, he's not saying to them, go and become righteous. You see, notice that Paul is not telling them to become righteous. What he's saying is literally awake to the fact that you already are righteous. Now they were not acting it, not by a long shot, but he says, man, just, 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 just wake up. You know, it's like he's saying, dude, and this is how Paul always ministered to people. Uh, you know, you'll notice this pattern where Paul, uh, he never beats anybody down. He never tells them about, oh, you got to do this to get righteous. No, uh, he always says, he said at one point, know ye not that you are the temple of God. And so Paul would always remind people about their identity. Because remember, your identity will determine your behavior. Your behavior does not determine your identity. The mess you're in does not determine your identity. If you're in Christ, your identity is, I'm the righteousness of God. Now, you beginning to lay hold of this identity, how? By faith, by faith, amen? You lay hold of it by faith, and so the more you do that, now the Holy Spirit can quicken it to your heart and he can make it real to you and, and, and sooner or later, it's going to show up in your life. You, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna live it. And so Paul is literally saying this. He says, uh, just, just realize you're already righteous. And, and watch what he says. He says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to righteousness and sin not. <laughs> and so, in other words, he's saying, if you can just catch a hold of who you are in Christ, you'll now have the freedom to not sin. You can now make the choice to not sin. You see, when we understand and embrace by faith that we're already righteous, that Jesus is our righteousness, and we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, what that does is that now enables the person to not sin. You see, sin has no more dominion in the life of a believer. Why? Because Jesus already delivered us uh, uh, from that sinful nature. Uh, you see, a Christian does not have a sinful nature. The only thing you have is, is you have a mind that's not yet been completely renewed. And so all of us are still in the process of renewing our minds. You see, uh, the flesh ultimately uh, in, in the life of a believer is ultimately the unrenewed mind. Now, uh, there's places in Scripture where the Bible talks about the flesh, you know, literally as the physical body. But catch this, friends, that, that your body, ultimately your body is either following the, the direction of your born-again spirit or your body is following the direction of your unrenewed mind. You see, and, 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 so, and so the flesh ultimately is the unrenewed mind. You know, when you got born again, uh, the sinner in you was crucified with Christ. Remember, we looked at this last time. When you got born again, who you once were was crucified with him. And so the sinner in you has literally died. But watch this. The sinner left something behind. What did it leave behind? It left behind a residue. It left behind a mindset. It left behind uh, a certain mental, emotional uh, patterns that are happening in your soul. And so now what you got to do is you just got to renew your mind in the Word. You got to get into agreement with who you are in Christ. Amen. You got to replace that old software with the Word of God to renew the mind, friends. Literally, is us exchanging our thoughts with the thoughts of God, us exchanging our words with the Word of God. 
And that is a very crucial part of awakening to the fact that we're already righteous. You see, and what that's going to do is it's going to break that hold that sin uh, uh, had over you. I'm going to say something very radical and then I'm pretty much out of time. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go ahead and continue next time and explain it some more next time. Uh, but I'm going to say something very radical uh, that as a Christian, the truth is, friend, when you understand who you are as a Christian, that you're a brand new creation, that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that he has literally made you just as righteous as Jesus in your spirit. When you understand that, friend, well, now the only reason and the only way that a person, a, a believer, will now sin is, is, <laughs> is if you want to. Is if you want to. You see, sin lost its dominion over us when we got born again. Uh, remember the difference between having a sinful nature and the act of sinning. A sinful nature is what you had before you got saved. And when you have a sinful nature, when you have a sin root, then the fruit you produce is sin. And so the, the sin literally controls that person, the unregenerate person. And so you really have no choice but, but to sin. But as a born-again believer, friend, when you got born again, Christ came on the inside of you. He destroyed that sin root, praise God, and he replaced it with a root of righteousness. He replaced it with himself. Remember, he's revealing himself to your heart, and so he's on the inside of you. And so what you got on the inside of you, friend, is a root of righteousness. And so since you got that root of righteousness, sin can no longer uh, control you. Sin can no longer dominate you. Remember, the Bible says literally that Satan has to... Uh, he, he, he walks around as a roaring lion. He, he's, he's not a roaring lion. I mean, he's not. He's, he's just not, you know, not by a long shot. No, he, he's a little worm, a little worm of the dust. That's the truth about him. That's who he is. But he pretends to be a roaring lion, and he, he seeks people whom he may devour. And so, in other words, he has to literally ask permission to devour a person. And so Satan can't do anything to you without your permission, you see. And the only way you'll sin is if you want to. But if you decide, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I'm free not to sin, well now supernatural transformation can take place. Now, you will fall short. I am not saying, please catch me guys, I'm not saying that as Christians we don't sin, all of us still sin. But when you do, you don't allow condemnation to come in, you don't beat yourself up over it, no friend, what you do is you just say, Lord, thank you for your great love, thank you that your blood has already cleansed me from this unrighteousness, Lord. Father, I now receive the forgiveness that you've already provided, and you move on. And little by little, moment by moment, friend, you're going to find yourself walking into the freedom that Jesus purchased for you. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Now remember, grace is a living reality that is alive in the heart of every born-again believer. Friends, I'm Alex Rubit. You've been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again tomorrow as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now once again, to find out more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Help us to spread this good news of God's unmerited favor in and through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And one more thing, friends, if you'd like to support what God is doing in and through this ministry, you may do so by going to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. 
I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. Walk in his blessing, walk in his favor, walk in his goodness. And I look forward to talking to you again on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you.